Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. We are talking with John from Locked On Jets today on Locked On Chiefs on the Crossover Podcast. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome Jets fans and Chiefs fans. It's Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Jets fans, you know me. I'm the host of Locked On Jets, John Butchko, along with Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. We're going to preview this week four game between the New York Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs. But you should know that this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Chris, great to be with you. Believe it or not, this is actually the first time the Jets will appear on Sunday Night Football since the year 2011. I know the Chiefs have wow. played some pretty important games since then, but this is the first time in well over a decade that the New York Jets will be the mar- in the marquee game of the week. Yeah, and it's great to be with you, John. We, we've had a couple of these episodes over the years. Uh, it's What's crazy to me, though, is if you look back, and I know this is before, this predates the Jets a little bit, but if you look back, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are supposed to have been playing three separate times. And Rodgers got hurt, I think, the first time. Then Mahomes got hurt, and now Rodgers is hurt again. So it just doesn't seem like it's meant to be, and that really stinks because I thought it was going to be a good matchup. Absolutely. I mean, this looked like a marquee matchup at the be- before the season. I thought I thought it was going to be a shootout. I thought it was going to be Rodgers right. versus Mahomes. No, I agree. I, and I, I thought that was going to be fantastic. And now we're in a situation where it's Mahomes versus Zach Wilson. And while... I feel obviously great about the quarterback situation for Kansas City in that regard. I mean, going against the the Jets defense is going to be a good test. So, Chris, let me ask you, what's the biggest storyline coming out of Kansas City uh, Kansas City this week? Right now, <laughs> okay, I have to break this up a little bit. If you coming out of Kansas City, I'd say that it's Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift, and I hate saying that, but it's talked about by so many people on national media. It is the biggest story in Kansas City. When you start talking Chiefs football, really, though, uh, probably injuries. Uh, Chris Jones missed, uh, was limited in practice. Uh, Nick Bolton missed practice. You're looking at some injuries that could be very significant for Kansas City and their defense. Uh, Nick Bolton didn't play last week. If he doesn't play this week, it, I feel pretty good about his backup. But, you know, Chris Jones missing after missing the first game. Obviously, you saw how much different the defense has been since he's been back. But I think the defense is still going to be okay. And if there's a game that Chris Jones would miss, no offense, John, but I think this is probably the one that I'd be okay with him missing because I don't know that QB pressure is going to be as big a deal in this game. That's an interesting point. You know, and obviously on the Jets side, it's always been about the quarterback this season. We thought heading into the year it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Chris, I frequently joked over the last couple of years on the Jets side, that I feel like I have a PhD in bad quarterback play. So I was really excited <laughs> that I was actually going to get to see some good quarterback play. Not meant to be, um, you know, Zach Wilson. It's been a struggle. I actually thought he played reasonably well week one. I th- thought he played decently week two, but with Zach Wilson, it's, and it's been the story since his first re- year. It's always like half step forward and then two steps back. And last weekend against the new England Patriots, it was ugly. I mean, look, it's not all Zach Wilson's fault, Chris. Um, you know, there were failures from the coaching staff. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett called yeah. a good game. Um, the wide receiver core outside of Garrett Wilson, 
looking really shaky. The Jets shake, uh, shook things up a lot. They brought in Al Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Nicole Hardman, even though he's not playing much uh, for this team. Not a lot of separation on key downs, but you know a lot of it's on Zach Wilson. And you know it's it's kind of ironic that the Jets are playing the Chiefs this weekend because. I got to blame your team a little bit, Chris, for the Jets having Zach Wilson, because I think like when he was at BYU, the Jets saw some Mahomes in him, some of the playmaking ability in college, and it just hasn't been there so far. You know, it's interesting because you talk about the fact that Wilson looked okay week one. I agree. I would agree with you. I think he did. Uh, you know, week two, he was okay. Week three, it's worse. It almost seems like he's getting worse the more he actually has a chance to prepare to start, which is obviously not what you'd want as a starting quarterback, but you look at that, you know, you look at Zach Wilson. And the one thing I will say, I agree with you to an extent that your, you know, your, your wide receivers are a question. I love Garrett Wilson. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic wide receiver by far, probably easily the top five wide receiver in my opinion. I think he is fantastic, but he's going to be held down this year by Zach Wilson. So is he going to be looked at as a top five wide receiver talent wise? I think he is at least right now. But then you start looking at Alan Zard, Randall Cobb, McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman had no almost no chemistry with Alex or with Aaron Rodgers, but Lazard and Cobb did. Rodgers trusted them. Wilson isn't going to be making the same type of throws that Rodgers would trust those two to make. That's a huge difference in how this offense is going to be able to operate. And Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, has alluded to this this week where he feels like, you know, look, obviously there's a big downgrade going from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, but he's talked about how this offense was designed for Aaron Rodgers. And I think that yep. might be the biggest example where they got receivers Aaron Rodgers was comfortable with. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Chris, at the time, I did not love the Lazard signing. I referred to it on Locked on Jets as the Aaron Rodgers tax, where maybe it was the type of move you had to make because Aaron Rodgers, in order to land him, you had to get the players that he wanted. Cobb, I, I really disliked the signing of Cobb at the time, and I felt like it was a signing that was made because, I'll be honest with you, I think it was made because Aaron Rodgers is friends with Randall Cobb. I think there's something to the idea that you want receivers who have chemistry with the quarterback, yep. but I just felt like the Jets, you know, they, they should have been trying to upgrade the receiver position, and there are lots of issues with this offense right now, and I think, I gotta be honest with you, Zach Wilson's number one. I mean, it's if you look at this quarterback quarterback matchup this weekend, I mean, I don't think you could have a bigger mismatch of Patrick Mahomes versus Zach Wilson, but I don't think the Jets have done a lot to help out Zach Wilson. I would agree with that, and I would expand a little bit and say that if you put Patrick Mahomes with the same receiving core, you're going to have better results, and I, I don't think that that's uh, anything that you know would surprise anybody. But I also don't think that when you look at the wide receivers that the Jets have, I think that they were expecting Aaron Rodgers was going to be to able to elevate them. And Zach Wilson is not that type of quarterback. At least that's the way I see it. And that is going to be a problem for the offense consistently this season. So that's going to be something to watch and something I'm really curious is to see how it plays out this week. Kansas City has had some really good DB play. And I think that's going to be something to watch. Obviously, Garrett Wilson is going to be a guy that you have to watch out for, but uh, the rest of the wide receivers, I feel pretty good about being able to cover and, and at least keep down to, you know, average type numbers, if not below average. Now, Chris, let me ask you, do you think Chris Jones is going to play on Sunday? It's so hard. Uh, this early in the week, I would love to say that I'm confident he will. Like this is a, 
okay, well, he's going to practice more tomorrow. He'll practice more on Friday and he'll be ready to go. But with Chris Jones and with what he means to this team, and again, I go back to kind of what I said before, if I'm the coaching staff and I'm looking at this game, can I win this game without Chris Jones? If I think I can and I don't need Chris Jones, I'm sitting him because if you get him healthy and you get him ready, I mean, look at the schedule the next couple of weeks. They have the Vikings next week, which would which could be interesting, and then the Broncos. But the real big game of the uh, game coming up is the Chargers in several weeks. If Chris Jones is 100% healthy in that game, that's what matters. I don't know that Jones is going to make as big of a difference. He can make a big difference in the game, but I don't think he's going to be the reason they would win in this case. Now, it's interesting for the Jets as they've kind of reshuffled their offensive line, uh, left tackle Dwayne Browns on injured reserve with a hip injury. So the Jets yep. essentially have new guys in three spots. Mekhi Becton, who had played right tackle at the start of the season, moved over to left tackle. Elijah Barrett Tucker, who had been the right guard, moved to right tackle. And Joe Tipman, who the Jets drafted in the second round, who's really a center, is playing right guard. So in a way, you could argue the Jets actually have three guys playing out of position, although I think I'd really say it's probably closer to the two because Becton played left tackle as a rookie and he got some work in training camp at left tackle. But Jets have a reshuffled offensive line. And oddly, they actually, I think they played better against New England in week three than the regular line played weeks one and two. But that's something to watch. And it'll be something interesting to see whether or not Jones plays. Well, and the bigger thing to me really goes beyond the line work. It's it's more of how is... Spagnolo going to attack Zach Wilson. And that's really what it comes down to to me. I'm not trying to throw your line under the bus, but what I am saying is that line can be great. Kansas City, I think, has a good offensive line. But if you put Steve Spagnolo against Zach Wilson against the Chiefs offensive line, I don't know that it's going to matter because Spagnolo will confuse the quarterback. And I think that's really what is going to help this team this weekend. Yeah, I mean, look, Zach Wilson's got a lot of issues making reads. I mean, the Jets have actually had Jets have had Tony Romo call the games the last two weeks, and I've actually really enjoyed it because I think a lot of analysts in the NFL go too easy on coaches. They go too easy on players. Romo's told it like it is. He said Zach Wilson's not getting through his reads quick enough. He's criticized Nathaniel Hackett's play calling. It's, you know, the Jets' offense is not good, and I've enjoyed Romo because he doesn't sugarcoat things. Well, and if you – get to a point where you're not reading the defense well enough and you don't know where the pressure is coming from, you could get knocked out real easy in this against this team. Because Kansas City is going to send pressure from everywhere. Spags loves going against young QBs that don't read off it, run, sorry, don't read defenses very well. Well, you guys have heard about the epic quarterback matchup between Zach Wilson and Patrick Mahomes this weekend ahead here on this crossover episode of Locked On Jets and Locked On Chiefs. We're going to turn our attention to some key matchups. Chris and I will tell you the guy, the key matchups to watch. That's ahead on this Thursday crossover edition of Locked On Jets and Locked On Chiefs. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. What I have loved about the Harry set is you get you can get a nice set of a razor with not spending a lot of money. That is fantastic. That is one of the best things at Harry's. The starter set is a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. Includes five German-engineered razor weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Scheduled delivery for refills as low as $2.00. 
half of what you pay for other blades. Harry says the highest customer satisfaction in the industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skin products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's harrys.com slash LockedOnNFL for a $3 starter set. So when you look at this, and you look at this matchup, you look at both these teams playing, what is the biggest matchup that you see going into this game for the Jets to have a chance to beat the, the Chiefs? It's kind of a unique matchup because normally I would not say defensive line versus quarterback, but I think Patrick Mahomes is such a singular talent. And the thing that makes him so dangerous is his ability to evade a pass rush. The Jets on paper have a really good defensive line. I mean, they can roll six deep at the defensive end position, six quality players. At defensive tackle, you have Quinton Williams, who was a first-team All-Pro last season. Chris, they have not been playing up to that potential, though. Uh, Over the last two weeks, they have one sack. And we know that sometimes uh, the Chiefs have a good offensive line, but they can allow pressure. But the problem defenses have is even when the Chiefs allow pressure, Mahomes is just so good at escaping. And he's got that incredible arm and he's the way he moves. I mean, like, like I have no idea like how his joints move the way that they do where he can just (laughs) evade pressure. It's like, I mean, you guys know it. And, you know, he, he defies description. He's the greatest quarterback of his generation. And if you want to have any chance against him, you have to figure out a way to either confine him to the pocket. You know, hopefully you bring him down, but if he gets free, you know, he just makes plays that nobody else can make. And Jets have good corners. Sauce Gardner, first team all pro last year as a rookie. Defensive rookie of the year. DJ DJ Reed, who I did not make the Pro Bowl last year, but was a Pro Bowl caliber corner a year ago. Really quality slot corner, Michael Carter II. Um, You know, they're a little shakier at linebacker and safety. You know, I think they may have some issues with Travis Kelsey, but the biggest thing for the Jets, and this is a defense Robert Sala has that's built on generating pressure with four pass rushers. It's not just, it's not good enough to generate four uh, pressure with four pass rushers this weekend for the Jets. They have to figure out a way to either, I mean, ideally, put Mahomes on the ground, but at the very least can find him to the pocket. And look, that's easier said than done. I'm sure everybody says that you talk to in these crossover shows. If it was that simple, Mahomes would not put up the numbers he puts up. But with the offensive issues the Jets have, they have to figure out a way to contain him. And containing him begins with not allowing him to make those plays where he's out of the pocket. and he Because that, that's where a lot of the big plays happen, where Mahomes just you know somehow makes it happen outside of the structure of the play. So, Chris, let me flip the question to you. What do you think the key matchup is from the Chiefs' side? I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction myself. And, you know, for me, when I look at this matchup, one of the things that Kansas City has struggled with is getting open and getting Mahomes targets. And don't get me wrong, Mahomes can do whatever he wants with the ball. He can get it in tight windows if he has to. But if you go back and watch week one, the wide receivers weren't getting the separation that Mahomes would have liked to throw the ball. And when they did – uh, they weren't on the same page with Mahomes for some of it, and then they had drops as well. So, so I'm really looking at your corners versus the wide receivers of the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey is – I mean, I could say Travis Kelsey every week, and just I'm just going to be honest. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare for just about any defense because I have yet to see a defense that, I, that can actually really shut him down. Uh, even when you hold him to low yardage, it's usually at the expense of him getting multiple touchdowns. So did you really hold him down at that point? I mean – 
So looking at Sauce Gardner, looking at your other corner, how do they go up against this Chiefs wide receiver room? And can the Chiefs wide receivers get separation? Because I would imagine that the Jets are probably going to try to double Kelsey, let Sauce do his own thing, and see if the other wide receivers can beat you. And if that's the case, that's going to make the Chiefs wide receivers be even more important in this game. And it could lead to a game where Kansas City is either way up or it could lead to a game which is a lot closer than it probably should be. This is interesting, and I think one of the interesting things for the Jets, and I'm going to talk about Kelsey a little bit, is heading into the season, I had big questions about the Jets linebacker group. Uh, they have a guy, Quincy Wilson. He's actually uh, – I'm sorry, not Quincy Wilson. That's a, actually another former Jets corner, Quincy Williams. Quinton Williams' his brother, who the Jets claimed off waivers two years ago from Jacksonville, a linebacker who has been decent. He was good enough to earn a starting job the last two seasons – he was good enough to earn a second contract from the Jets over the course of this offseason. Very inconsistent player, but the first three weeks of the season, it seems like it's clicked for him. It's clicked against the run. It's clicked in coverage. It's a tough matchup. I'm interested to see how the Jets handle him. I also think, though, when you look at this Chiefs receiver room, I wonder whether on passing downs, at least, you know, the third and long plays, whether the Jets may put Sauce Gardner on Travis Kelsey because Jets have good corners. You know, Sauce is the number one guy, though. And I think that, you know, the Jets may feel confident enough in these in these corners, DJ Reed and Michael Carter, the second that they might be able to handle these Chiefs receivers. And maybe I, I don't know you can do it on early downs because I think, you know, even the tight end like Kelsey, it's tough to put a corner on him on early downs when he can just block a corner against the run. But I wonder if on passing downs, maybe you see a marquee matchup in Sauce Gardner versus Travis Kelsey. That would be interesting, and, and I'm curious to see if they do it. The one thing I will say is, generally speaking, when Travis has been matched up against the corner, he's used his size to his advantage. So that's really what the problem has been uh, when he goes up against corners. It's uh, it's slowed him down at times. I'm not going to say it stopped him. But the other interesting part of that to me is if they're going to go and do that, I have been tracking third downs for Kansas City this entire season. And while Kelsey was out the first week, uh, he still is not the overwhelming favorite to get the ball on third down. Like, I'm not going to say he's at the bottom of the list, but he's probably second or third on the list in the past two games of being targeted in third down uh, in over this these past couple weeks, which is interesting to me because you would expect it to be more. So, you know, Mahomes is having trust in other players, so that's going to be what's curious to me in that regard. So who are the guys he targets over Kelsey on third down? It's been different each week. Uh, he targeted Sky Moore a lot. He's, he's targeted Rasheed Rice several times. Uh, Justin Watson has been a guy, especially on, on deeper balls. Uh, it's it's not really one person. I mean, there's there's lots of different people he's gone to. And, and look at Jerick McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon has got a lot of work out of the backfield and being a guy that can – you know, get out in space and create. And while Kansas City didn't get a lot of t- a lot of long third downs in week three, they did have a lot of long third downs in week two, and they didn't convert a bunch of them, but they completed passes and gave themselves a chance. So something to watch. All right. Well, you've heard the key storylines for these two teams. You've heard the key matchups ahead here on this crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Jets and Locked On Chiefs. We're going to turn our attention to predictions. What will happen Sunday night in the Meadowlands? Stay tuned to find out. 
This episode of Locked On Jets and Locked On Locked On Chiefs is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of betting, uh, battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy. You can test your skills this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Because Prize Picks allows you to pick more or less than player stat projections. So you can have Patrick Mahomes for more than two touchdowns if you're a Chiefs fan or less than two touchdowns if you're a Jets fan. Really fun, really exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, it's prizepicks.com slash NFL promo code NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. One more time, prizepicks.com slash NFL promo code NFL Play daily fantasy sports. It's Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, the host of Locked On Jets, alongside Chris from Locked On Chiefs. Sunday night football, a rare a rare appearance on the big stage for the New York Jets. First Sunday night football appearance since 2011. Not so rare appearance for Kansas City in the marquee game of the week. Chris, tell me what you think is going to happen Sunday night in the metal in the Meadowlands. You know. In order for the Chiefs to win this game, I think it's they have to play to their strengths. I mean, you say that every week, but it's the reality of can they slow down the Jets' offense, which I obviously think they can. I think Zach Wilson is going to make it hard for them to be successful on a regular basis. Uh, but Kansas City has allowed some teams to run a little bit, so that's going to be interesting because Brees Hall, I think, is, is really a threat when it runs. But if they can't pass, it kind of holds up the run a little bit too. So – something to watch on that. But for me, it's can Kansas City's offense play up to a very good defense and take it to a very good defense. And I think if they get to a point where they score 28, 35 points, I don't think that the Jets are going to be able to keep up. I see Kansas City winning this game, and I'm not sure that I really see it being particularly close. I'm going to probably go 30 to 30 to 13. Chris, I wish I could disagree with you on this, but I, I've got to be honest with you. I do not have a lot of confidence in the way the New York Jets are playing right now. They are one and two, and I think the way they got to one and two is one of the things that just like kind of eliminates any confidence I might have in this football team. I, the, the game that they won week one on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills, one of the most inspiring Jets wins I've ever seen, and I've been watching the Jets for 30 years. They overcame Aaron Rodgers' injury, which I, I i mean, I'll tell you, watching the game as a fan, like I felt devastated. I can't imagine how the players must have felt in that game. The fact they rallied from a double-digit deficit in the second half. It's one of the great Jets wins I've ever seen. That they said, rallied around it. Yeah, yeah that, But that said, I mean, the way that they won was not a sustainable way to win. They forced four turnovers, which – I don't care how good your defense is. You can't count on four turnovers. That gave them a, couple, a short field for a couple of their scores. They won the game on a punt return in overtime. Jets have good special teams. You can't count on a punt return touchdown, though. And then the last two weeks, it's been ugly. Uh, against Dallas, They just it was a complete no-show against an excellent Cowboys team. Well, the Chiefs are an excellent team, too. Last week, against a New England team that, I, I got to be honest with you, Chris, I don't think is that good. 
the defense played well. The the defense only allowed 13 points, but the offense just stalled in such a profound way. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's not playing with any confidence right now. I could see this game like going one of two ways where either the Jets play really inspired football and the, the crowd gets behind them. And it's, this is a tight game in the last two minutes. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where the Jets have a ball, have the ball with a chance to win. Maybe it's a situation where we're all going to be terrified for New York and the chiefs will have the ball with Mahomes having the game in his hands. The other scenario is the one you laid out where chiefs jump out to a big lead and the Jets just don't have the offensive firepower to match. I think if the Jets win, it's going to have to follow that week one formula. They're going to have to get Brees Hall to pop a couple big runs. Garrett Wilson's going to have to have a big game. You know, you just have to work around Zach Wilson and the defense really needs to heat up, especially that pass rush. I mean, I think they'll probably need five sacks to win this game on Mahomes. But, and I, I think it could happen. But I think if you play this game 10 times, probably six or seven, the Chiefs win this game in a blowout. I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not going to pick as big of a margin, but. I think it's got the feel of like a Chiefs 24, Jets 10 kind of game. It's fair. And I look at this and I mean, I agree with you. If if the Chiefs turn the ball over a lot and the Jets are able to, to get pressure, that completely changes the game plan. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs have shown defensively that they will allow scorers on short fields. So if the Chiefs turn the ball over a lot, that's that's definitely a way to beat this team. I guess what I go to is, you know, I try and think, if these teams play at an equal level, like if the chiefs bring their a game and the jets bring their a game, the jets are going to win. If the jets bring their a game and the chiefs bring their C game, jets have a shot because the jets have, have a good defense and, you know, it could be a low scoring kind of game and it could be type of game that comes down to the final position. I mean, that's really the ideal for the jets. I don't see the jets winning this game in a blowout. And I think when you get into the situation where you can see like jets, close win chiefs, close win or chiefs blowout, but there's no scenario where the jets win in a blowout. The smart money is probably on the chiefs. So really quickly, you said if the if the Chiefs bring their A game and the Jets bring their A game, the Jets win. Oh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs win. Okay, my, just, my apologies. <laughs> no, I just wanted to clarify. I was like, well, I, I mean, if that's what you believe, fair enough. I just to make sure that, <laughs> yeah. I, that was I, I, what you I, said. I apologize for that. Yes, I, let me make that clear. If the Jets bring their A game and the Chiefs bring their A game, the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, you know, I don't don't want to mistake that. Uh, you know, they may be uh, they may be calling me crazy if I if I don't clarify that, Chris. <laughs> Not a problem, sir. I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. So, anyway, Chris, it's been great chatting with you. I hope we do it again sometime soon. Maybe at some point the Jets will, you know, be in the playoffs and we'll be doing this before maybe a divisional game or something like that. That'd be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to this game. I, it's always fun on Sunday Night Football. So, uh, you know, being on prime time is going to be exciting. And, and hopefully we have a good game. That's really all you can really hope for in this scenario. Anyway, that's all for our crossover show today. Uh, Jets fans, Chiefs fans, it's been great chatting with you. Jets fans, tune into Locked On Jets tomorrow. We'll have some, we'll have a great show talking about the lead up to this game. Chiefs fans, uh, listen to Chris over on Locked On Chiefs. They'll have great contact. In fact, Jets fans, head on over there to get the perspective from the enemy. Until next time, have a great Thursday, everybody, and look forward to chatting about this game tomorrow. <laughs>